0: you though um do you what do you what do you think what do you think about coles versus woolies
1: oh, I'm, a, I'm a woolies guy i'm actually a safeway guy i don't I, I struggle to call it woolies what's safeway i think it is woolies what do you mean well growing up the local supermarket was Wool, was safeway i think it was called
0: bylaw up here
1: was that woolies i think it was so what was Safeway? I don't, I don't, I never had a Safeway up here. Yeah, Safeway was Woolies, oh, and I just call it Safeway.
0: But it was like it was more like a Coles. Back Bilo was more like
1: a Coles. Coles, I always thought was the cheapest shit version of Safeway. My mum used to go to Safeway.
0: Well, it could be different because I, I remember Bilo as, I think a lot of it. It felt like the shells were lined with black and gold. And black and white. You know that branded yeah. stuff?
1: I feel like it was almost... Safeway didn't have that. Yeah, okay. It had real brands. Black uh, and gold to brand.
0: Yeah, but I feel like Bilo was just
1: shelves of black and gold. But I don't think that would be Woolies if Bilo had the different yeah, stuff Yeah, but Safeway. I
0: just have this memory of, Bilo, of the Bilo turning into a Woolies, which might not have happened, but maybe it did.
1: Well, Safeway turned into a Woolies near my parent's house as well and I got told it is what that's what it is right the reason I
0: ask is I just feel like because where I live there's a Coles and a Woolies across the car park from each other in the same shopping mall what yeah and it's not a big car park and I just kind of look and the gym that I go to is next right next to the front door of the Coles I just always look at the people going into the Coles and I always think to myself, you're a real piece of shit, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, there's a Woolies just there. And you're going to Coles. With stone throw away
1: and you're wa- walking into Coles. I did used to think that the Coles people were a different kind of... Even when I wasn't the one getting the groceries, I always thought it was weird when people's parents went to Coles. I don't know why. What, well, when, the, it's
0: a, when it's a choice... When you have the choice, like if you don't have the choice, I'll, I'll allow it. But what is the stigma based on? Well, that's why I ask because I don't, I haven't heard people talk about it. But I, I've just always thought that Coles was more of a, um, I don't know, more, maybe even more of a low socioeconomic crowd. There's definitely a stigma. But it, the thing that the thing that just that makes me think about it is the fact that you have a choice at this place. Like you, you can literally walk from one end to the car park to the other, which should barely be 200 meters. Is it
1: a choice of of cost? Are you trying to save money?
0: Is anybody looking at the, is anybody going into Woolies and Coles and saying this one's cheaper and this one, is anybody doing that? is
1: Is it, is it, is it a Woolies Audi type sort of operation?
0: I don't think Woolies and it could be, I don't think Woolies and Coles would be that much different. I wouldn't know. We will
1: we'll debunk it. It looks like coals should be cheaper. Sounds even the word coals is a bad word.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, the
1: other Coal, day it's a cold word. Cold it sounds it's like,
0: like it's like if you added a, an a and a w on the end, you'd have coals. saw. S O R.
1: Cold sore. Is it
0: cold sore? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But. And the food I is cold don't, I don't want to get sidetracked. I, I came out of the gym the other day and I was like, oh, I'll go in here and I'll. I can't, you know, I'll just walk in here. I'm just going to get chicken. Like, what's the fucking point of going across to the Woolies? And I had the bike out the front of this thing not locked up. So I was like, oh, I don't want to walk to the other side of the car park and leave the bike there not locked up. So you don't lock it up? I don't lock it up. At, at the gym? No. Nah. I'll leave it in the Tweed Mall car park unlocked. Really? Never gets, hasn't been taken yet.
1: Jeez. Lucky you weren't in Preston.
0: The thing is, we'll see what happens with that. That's, (laughs) yeah, we'll see how long I can run the gauntlet with that. But that's why I went in there and I was like, I'll just grab chicken. It's going to be the same thing, whatever. But there is such a difference in the fit out and just the vibe of those two stores. It's almost like I almost feel a little bit disgusted when I work, walk into a Coles, especially the meat section. What sort of sauce do they sell?
1: Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. Do you think they sell the Heinz impossible they, to squeeze they do. a dollop? They do. Type bottle? But, but if you, when was the last time you walked into a Coles? I don't know if I ever have. I, I think... Oh. I think I you think, are upper class. Oh, actually, Minga... Have I told you the story about when I stole? I
0: don't know.
1: Do you want to hear it? It's a good one. Well, I do. So I stepped foot into a Coles, right, when I was young. I was a young boy. Mm. Yeah, I was buying – I needed to get condoms. And I was uncomfortable buying them. I had money. I had enough money to buy them. But it was more about taking them from the the aisle to the register and paying an adult. Yeah. So I scoured the aisles and I'm scouring the aisles. I found the section and I thought, do I take a whole box or do I just take what I need out of the box? Anyway, I'm in the aisle. There were, I remember two other people in there, like an older sort of woman and a guy that was like a younger guy who I assume was her son but he was still a bit older than me. Anyway, I'm in there. I grabbed like four or something out of the out of the packet or a couple I don't even know what I grabbed like but I I broke them off and then I thought I'm not going to just walk out empty handed because that'll look sus so I bought something like a drink or something anyway I buy my drink I get out of the coals, and I'm in a plaza it's like it's indoor it's this place in Northgate it's like an indoor plaza thing with you know like reject shops coals, probably next to each other and I'm I'm walking out. I get to, like, the butcher, which is, like, 30 metres away from Coles. These two people come running at me, mm. the, the mother and son, so what I Presumably, thought. Presumably, yeah. They were undercover cops. Oh. They grabbed me. Undercover I like, cops? I was like, what the fuck's going on here? They grabbed me, Minga, and they say, you're going to have to come with us. They take me out the back of the Coles into, like, a room. And they interrogated me in the room about what I'd stolen. How'd they know? They were in the aisle, like, waiting to catch someone stealing, and I, know I was the one. That was their gig as that an undercover their, cop. I don't know if they, well, they might not have been cops, but that was a, something. What a sting. That was something bigger. So I'm in the back room of Cole's, absolutely shitty. I was underage. And. Was the son like 12? Son was like like i reckon 25 and i was i was in this chair and i was shitting myself and i'm thinking fuck like out of all that i was embarrassed to buy these things now they're gonna ring my parents and i'm I'm gonna be found out anyway you know and i told him the truth i said look i'm i was just embarrassed like i've got the money like i'm happy to pay for these things Mm. um they ended up feeling sorry for me. And when they were recording the video, I had to present my license or whatever. I had it, yeah, I would have had an L plate license or something. And I said, they said, Oh, can you read out your date of birth? I said, Oh, yeah, 12th of the first, 91. And they said, What well, was that? 12th of the first, 89. And I was like, No, no, 91. And they were trying to make me lie to actually let me get off without having to tell my parents. So I just nodded, they let me off, and they said, mate, it's just don't do it again. So that was my Coles experience.
0: Right now, I'm not surprised there were undercover cops sting set up in Coles Isles to take down people like yourself. Can you believe that, Minga? I can, because I feel like the demographic that shops at Coles would probably be stealing. Oh, a bunch of criminals or something. Yeah, yeah, criminal delinquents. You know, I went. I've I went. In, I've been into a black market. Um, in mexico city because i heard that there was like guns and grenades and like monkey meat and like lion meat and like exotic animal meat in there so i was like oh in the black i've got like to in go in and have a look at this what do you mean in the flesh
1: so it was a. it real wasn't
0: like a virtual tour <laughs> was it? No. but did you say the black market yeah a black market in mexico city you got to go like outside of the main part and as soon as you go walk 10 blocks, you're in like torpedo, which is like a ghetto.
1: So hang on, Minga. are black markets real places or are they online places? I thought I black think markets the, didn't I think exist.
0: the black market, you probably don't know you're in the black market, but you're just dealing with, you're just dealing on the black market maybe. But this was a black market. So
1: it was a real life black market.
0: It was a market that I was told was a black market. But anyway, I went in there and I, cause I wanted to see some exotic animal meats and firearms and stuff. And there was a meat section in this stinky old market in a ghetto in Mexico city. And I'll tell you what, I felt more comfortable eating that meat than I do when I walk into a Coles meat section here.
1: I want the monkey meats better
0: anything's better than that man yeah it looks like it needs a fucking good hose down the Coles one a good facelift what sort of
1: packet was it in
0: no it was just sitting there on the just sitting there just chicken just chicken just meat I don't know it was not even
1: packaged just sitting on the shelf nobody spoke
0: English I don't know what was going on (laughs) but I felt more comfortable there than I do in a Coles that's what what I'm trying to say I'm talking
1: about Coles What what was the Coles meat packaged in It was Uh, just on the shelf. Oh,
0: just fucking plain clear plastic. Like no, the even the plastic packaging had no love put into it. But you look at this, like what it's sitting in, and it's like it's almost like there's rust leaking from the screws behind the meat on the thing. Like, it's it's the most just like. Why don't they fix up their shops? Don't
1: tell me they don't have enough money. Well, is, could Coles be finished and could it be just be at the last Coles that exists? If
0: we are, it's taken a long time to go down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Mingo. It's interesting. Yeah, anyway. Should we talk some sport? Yeah. Oh, actually, one more thing. The, yeah, you were talking about it before the Heinz squirt bottle. Yeah. Just briefly the bottle that you that you the big one that is only sold by Heinz and you you can't squeeze it out it's, a it's, tomato and sauce and it's upside bottle.
1: down it's upright position is upright which it's I don't how mind, it lives which most I of its don't life. mind that. Yeah. Because it is shit when you get to shake the yeah, sauce. Yeah, that's
0: how it lives its life. Upside down.
1: But I guess I guess that's the only way it could live its life.
0: Perhaps. But the problem is it's, you can't control your squeeze well enough for it to come out and you'd evenly disperse it. Phenomenal, every, how- every first squeeze is potentially uh, a meal ruiner because of how hard it's going to come out.
1: And there's going to be a blob followed by a line yeah, every time. Well,
0: yeah, but by the time you've blobbed, and then I think you usually panic because you possibly ruined your meal, and then that split second you panic you've definitely ruined your meal and then you go to Studio Stripe ne- but it's nearly, too late.
1: I've nearly never seen someone use them and not go, oh, like they've fucked yeah. it. Like I've never seen anyone nail it. Yeah,
0: you should know it's coming now. That's the thing. You should know it's coming. But, and, but you can't do any, there's nothing you can do about it. That's the, <laughs> that's the beauty of the bottle <laughs> is there's no way to do it. And the Master Foods one, which is the tinier, like the one, the, the standard original, bottle. The yeah, the original. It's perfect source distribution.
1: It is. It's perfect.
0: It's perfect. And it doesn't why, matter that, yeah. Why reinvent the wheel? Especially when the wheel doesn't fucking work. They're trying to
1: be clever. I reckon clever.
0: that's worth the fact that they've they've run with that for so long is worth boycotting them.
1: So do Heinz, is it a Coles item?
0: Look, I don't know, but I reckon there is there would be some sort of link between Heinz and Coles.
1: Yeah, I think that would be too.
0: It'd make sense. Just the whole like knowing you've got an inferior product and not ever doing anything about it, that's very cold.
1: Yeah. All uh, right. Well, we'll find that out and we'll get back to you. All
0: oh, right. Maybe, maybe some sport. <laughs> All right. Let's quickly recap the oh, UFC.
1: I, st- I still can't get over it, Minga.
0: Y- yeah. Neither.
1: I think about it often. Do you? Yeah. For a non finish, you know how like you know how wild finishes sort of stick with you a bit? They mm. like stick with me, like the Masvidal getting put stiff by Usman. That was like a really weird one to see. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Like Usman getting put stiff by Edwards. Mm. Those ones they kind of stick with and you. And they dead. they almost they almost haunt you a little bit. Yeah. They haunt you, yeah. I don't, is it haunting? That's probably
0: I think they haunt you if it's somebody that you really like. Like no, no. Whitaker getting finished by Dricus Duplic will probably haunt me for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, nah,
1: it's not well, haunting's probably not right. It's not it's not necessarily a result I didn't want. It's just a result that I find so crazy. Yeah. So haunting's the wrong word, but the Strickland thing makes me feel really weird.
0: It does. Um, and it wasn't
1: even a finish minger. It was just five Rounds of domination. He
0: was so close to finishing him in that first round. He was so close. Um, I, yeah, I definitely found it very odd that Izzy just couldn't set him up to drop his hands because Pereira and the other Brazilian dude that knocked him out, I'm pretty sure, is Santos. They both just coaxed him into dropping his right hand. And, like, because you know how he reaches and he, like, sort of pulls away shots? Yeah. I just think someone like Izzy, like, I think everybody thought someone like Izzy would be able to do that better than anyone. But what? he just, he, I don't know, he he seemed to not be able to do it. Like, maybe Strickland kind of. I've
1: honestly watched that guy fight a fair bit and just wondered how he's even around the mark. Mm. I was honestly wondering how he even got the fight. I know how he got the fight, but. I found that even is just a bit weird. I didn't even think he should be in there with him. Yeah, I think everybody
0: thought that. And it just goes to show you that, uh,
1: you know... Well, it goes to show you that you've got to be at, on your game every time. You yeah. There's no such thing as yeah. taking anyone easy.
0: And I, I was listening to Dan Hardy say um that... If short he wasn't saying it wasn't possible that Strickland beats him, he said like he was saying anything's possible, but he said the thing is if Strickland beats Izzy, he says he needs to rethink the entire way that mixed martial arts works now. Because that makes completely no sense whatsoever. Like he's like, he's like all the years that it's been around and we and he's like, we've all thought we've got a handle on it. And we think we know anything about it or how a fight in mixed martial arts is going to play out based off the two opponents' skills now has to be completely rethought. And it's like going back to the beginning because Sean Strickland just beat Israel Adesanya in a striking match. Fuck. And it's so true. It's, it's like, true. what do you, how can you ever say anyone is definitely going to be anyone ever again? Yeah.
1: Like, there's no point sc- speculating on fights.
0: No, we're back to the beginning. We are back. Like it's been, everything's been wiped. It's a guess. It's anyone's yeah. guess. That's like a reboot, really.
1: And, and you know, like, if Sean Strickland knocked him out or something, say, say he did finish him in the first round.
0: Would have been even more shocking.
1: Well, I would have found it less shocking because I would have thought, well, he got him, he dropped him, and then he finished him. Like, that can happen. That's a yeah. puncher's chance. But to actually kind of dismantle him for five rounds, like what would what he've been paying for a decision win?
0: Would have been? Oh, I would've almost thought that decision win would have been his lowest odds out of the methods of victory. Submission would have yeah, been the highest
1: because he was, he was may, maybe going to wrestle him. Yeah, yeah. But no oh, one. You just oh, yeah. No one would have thought he he'd rarely scared.
0: finishes anyone, let alone is he.
1: Oh, so loose.
0: Yeah, what you know? Honestly. Though, good on him. I feel like myself and nearly everybody else were kind of like, I don't know. If you didn't like him before, you probably like him a
1: bit more now. Yeah, I watched heaps of videos. I think I was saying it last week on the podcast about just his upbringing and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I even got bug watching him and she didn't mind him either. Well, he was really- he's, he's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, he is, but he's so obnoxious and American. It's it was I've always found it really hard to like him. Yeah, but I couldn't help but be happy for him when he won that.
1: Apparently, he's a really hard trainer, the hardest. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, he's he's not that likable. I, I don't not at all. I I've been it saying it. this forever.
0: Yeah, but the other fights on the card, what can you say? Um, bam Bam. Unfortunately, as good as he is to watch and as and as outclassed. good as a character he is, he's just not that good.
1: Yeah, he was outclassed. when
0: you get to the top of that division. Um
1: Jeez Volkov was big, wasn't he? How is yeah, he when tall. he got, out, got on top of him like a he was like a bloody anaconda?
0: Yeah, he looked way bigger than him. Um Tyson
1: Pedro was good. Pedro was good, man. Maybe on he was, was good. sick last time. Yeah, well there you go. Yeah. We
0: spoke about that last time. Um Tafa. Taffer was really good. He's pretty cool, isn't he? Yeah. Like he it. looks like how Bam Bam would be if Bam Bam was a more technical striker and less of like a,
1: a brawler. He's just going to touch you once, Taffer.
0: Yeah. He's just so much more like cool, calm and collected. And he
1: can he can counter. Yeah, he's definitely calm and collected, isn't he? Yeah. Picks he, his shots. He's good. Yeah. Um, no, it was a good car, A lot of knockouts.
0: Yeah, it was good. It looked lackluster on paper, but it was good. Yeah, it
1: was entertaining.
0: And our our boy Jack Jenkins dislocating his shoulder, that was pretty horrible.
1: I didn't actually see it.
0: Yeah, it was on pretty. Uh, it was one of the earlier ones. That was really disappointing because he was actually doing pretty well, and he has just been doing well. So that's a bit of a setback, which is which is horrible.
1: Yeah. Um. So what's the next big card? Do we know?
0: Nah. Well. There's a title fight this weekend on a fight night, which I haven't seen happen for a while, which is Shevchenko and Grasso. But the best fight on that is Della Maddalena and Kevin Holland. Oh, that's this week. Yeah. Oh, sick. So that'll be great. That will be great. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll just talk about that next week anyway.
1: <laughs> uh, did, so you watched Collingwood on Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was good. It was good, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I felt like they almost put the game away early. Yeah,
1: it was a bit of, it was a bit of heat in the game, wasn't it? Mm.
0: No, actually, I was going to ask you first before we go into that. Um, Brownie. What's the deal with Jonathan Brown? Brownie? A, yeah, I've been getting ads for yeah. his podcast. Oh, he's, just a, he's just a good Aussie bloke. And his podcast goes, Listen to, listen to Brownie's podcast. It's the loosest podcast Oh, no, it's a, there's, there's a podcast. Getting round. It's a bit more husky, bit more husky oh, voice, mate. Sorry, I can't do it. And he's like, and then he goes, and then one bloke goes, "Oh yeah, i have been locked up." And the next thing, I was in the Queensland Police and Queen Street Mall. And then he goes to Brownie and Brownie goes, "Basketball? <laughs> what the fuck is basketball?" Everybody's talking about basketball. And then he goes, "So listen to Brownie's podcast." And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Is Brownie like a like? Is I I just remember when he was playing. I just, he, you'd hear his like really deep, almost like almost so deep it didn't even sound real voice. Art went, but he never really did anything that I thought would make him like a bit of a nah, character. I'll tell you what
1: happened, Mingo. I remember this vividly, right? Mm. So back in the day when footy players would go on the footy show, they'd be kind of nervous and stuff. Brownie would go on and he'd be just, his, just himself, a bit of an Aussie larrikin. And, Back in the day, before your social medias and stuff, people fell in love with that and really liked it. Oh, Brownie, he's a great bloke. And when there was no real, oh, he so he went on the AFL Footy Show. He'd, he'd always he'd go on as special guests and things like that. Back when it was like, and he was funny, kind of good. And it, well, he's funny because he was a bit raw, you know. And he was, and he'd talk about. He'd sound more like a normal person than
0: right. See, I never. Never saw any of that side of him. So he'd go
1: on, he'd be he'd be himself, and it'd be like, Oh yeah, Brownies, what a bloody legend, you know. And then he's on a breakfast show in Melbourne. Is it up here as well? Oh, I have no idea. He's on the radio breakfast show with Sam Pang. Okay. And Chrissy Swan. Yep. Do you remember Chrissy Swan? I think no. She might have won the original Big Brother.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I know who you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah.
1: Yep. And Sam Pang, you know him?
0: Yeah, I know Sam Pang.
1: Um, they, they host a radio show, so he's on. He's sort of in the media a fair bit in, in Melbourne. But yeah, fuck, I wouldn't listen to a podcast of him. But uh, he probably has more listeners than us.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not. Look, I'm not having a shot at the man's podcast or podcasting ability. That wouldn't make any sense. But I, I just didn't like the way he advertises it. Like it's a just podcast.
1: It's pretty weird.
0: It's like, I'm just like, I never knew that he was this character because I always just watched the NRL footy show. I never watched the AFL footy he's show. He's a country
1: guy. I mean, yeah, he's from a place called Warrnambool. You know, yeah. he would have just grown up playing country. He's big guy. He would have just dominated his whole life in mm. junior sport. Just a big... He he, he is how he sounds. Like but that. see, like, the way he ugh. sounds,
0: he comes across like just a real meathead alpha footy player. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of like, I don't
1: know. He's even on Fox footy and does... Doesn't seem very charismatic. He does analyst, what's the word, uh, uh As a football analyst? <laughs> he's on the shows, he's on panels and stuff where they're analysing games and things. And he mm. sort of sounds okay on those. I don't know. I don't rate him that highly, but he was a gun. He would have knowledge. He played in three premierships for Brisbane as a centre half forward when he was like twenty years old, and he was a champion player, like one mm. of my favourite ever players. Yeah, he was good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's he's killing he's killing it in the media. I don't I don't really know why. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't really know why. Yeah. Um,
0: anyway, uh, what was what were we talking? Well, you were ta- about? Sorry, you were talking about. Um, you're me if I watch the Collingwood game.
1: So all the results, actually, I think we picked four out of four. I'll li- listen back on it.
0: Pretty easy to pick. But did you pick GWS or St Kilda?
1: GWS. Right. Yeah. GWS, Carlton, Collingwood, and Brisbane. Brisbane at home. They don't lose there, mate. Yeah. They're going to make the grand final, Minka. Yeah. So who are they going to play next, though? They play the winner of Carlton and Melbourne. And then Collingwood play the winner of Port Adelaide and GWS, so Collingwood get an interstate team get at home, and mm. Brisbane get an interstate team at home. So they're they're the two that are in the box seat at the moment. So in the
0: NRL, the teams it's similar. Collingwood and Brisbane are like the Penrith and the Broncos. Yep, uh, they both looked really good. Um, in their first games, now they've got the week off and these other teams are going to meet them in preliminary. And I think that a lot of these teams are getting injured, the bottom teams that are now got to play in this next round to face Penrith and the Broncos. By the time both of those teams get there, they're going to be so injury-ravaged and just beaten up.
1: It's a lot of effort.
0: I don't think they can beat Penrith or Broncos. I don't think they could if they were healthy even. I think there's that much of a gap
1: between the top two
0: do you reckon it's similar in the AFL?
1: Um, I think Melbourne are good. That, that Collingwood-Melbourne game, a lot of people said the winner of that game probably wins it. Um, I think Melbourne is still a sniff, but they're going to have to go to Brisbane and win there and it's going to be really hard for them. Mm. Um, so I think there might be a little gap a little gap there, but yeah.
0: But does um, the Brayshaw injury, will that affect anything or will he be back?
1: He has to miss, I think it's twelve days, so he can play in a preliminary final. I got a bit of a theory, Minga, and it's the same in the NRL. So in a qualifying final, like the top four games, you know how the loser gets a double chance. Don't you reckon every time that team loses, they get written off, and then they play in a semi final against a team that's coming off a win, and that team, everyone's on their bandwagon. And I read a stat, and it was like. I've just known this stat for ages. It's such a high percentage. The team that loses the first final, that was a top four team. Generally, it's like 80% or something beats the bottom four team of the top eight that won their first final in mm-hmm. the semi. Yeah. But it's all the talks about, you know, the team coming off the win, how, how they're flying and how the other team's fucked. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the two losers actually win this week.
0: Who have Port got? Carlton.
1: Uh, Port have got GWS. Oh, yeah. That'll be in, in Adelaide.
0: Yeah. It's hard to come from the bottom four, isn't it? It's hard, I
1: mean, yeah. It's hard. And I don't know. So in the NRL, we've got what the losers have...
0: Well, you've got the Warriors at home against the Knights... In New Zealand
1: Yep So is everyone on the Is everyone on the Knights bandwagon?
0: Oh big time Yep Big time And is um, everyone off the Warriors? No They've got a bit of a bandwagon going too Yeah okay um, two, Both those teams Picked up a lot of support This year So that'll be a good game And either of them can win it I wouldn't favour The Warriors at all But I mean that was a pretty Hard game against The Raiders for the Knights Last week Yeah And I would say it's going to be really hard for them to win over there. Um, And the other one is the Roosters against the Melbourne Storm. And the Roosters picked up a couple of injuries to good players. And the Melbourne Storm did too, but the Storm are at home. And I feel like the Roosters probably can't win that game.
1: Yeah, okay. So did – so Broncos broke a big – Losing streak against yeah,
0: fifteen game losing streak or something against the Storm. But fuck, was it was it actually fifteen? Yeah, it was something like that. But like I was saying last week, like it, that, that. Who the fuck cares about that when, yeah, when the matter. other team is so much clearly better than the than the Storm this yeah, year? Yeah, It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> like that was always going to happen. How did you go at the footy, bigger, nil. personally? Fantastic. Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, I
1: heard.
0: Yeah, it was uh, amazing. The atmosphere was incredible. It'd been so long since I'd walked into a packed SunCorp Stadium like that.
1: How did Corbin go?
0: Uh, he went well too. That's good. Did Oracle go? No, but it was a it was a very late night. It started at about five o'clock at Caxton, at the Caxton on Caxton Street, uh, and then we yeah we went into the game and ended up at a friend's place down the road. It's a, all a bit of a blur really, but uh, yeah, it did, was a great night. Did
1: SunCorp go off? Oh, yeah. And is it, how one-sided is it?
0: Oh, heavily. Would
1: opposition supporters be scared to speak? No, not at all. Do they fire up the, op- do they, do they, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Do you let them talk?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's part of the fun of it, but, um, <laughs> oh, the amount of Broncos supporters that get in there heavily outweighs any other team that would come through there.
1: How many, what's the capacity?
0: 55,000. 55?
1: Mm. Oh, that's pretty good. What, it's be the best than, stadium to watch rugby league in. in that'd the be more than the
0: Gabba. It is. Fuck the Gabba sucks. Yeah, the Gabba's average, yeah,
1: greasy and and shit.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know. I was, I think it's just going to be Brisbane and Penrith in the in the grand final.
1: Hey, what about the guy that bit the guy's forearm? I saw that live.
0: Yeah, he definitely bit him. It was just, it was weird that they didn't. Um,
1: Minga, that was like a clear dog act. Yeah, there was I no agree. there was no like, oh his arm was in my mouth and my fucking he brushed my teeth. Well there
0: was a bot- his bottom row of teeth, the teeth marks were on his arm. It was but a that, blatant that, bite. It's that referee, Ashley Klein, man, like to let that go without even giving Newcastle a penalty with like clear evidence, he's just such a fucking shit referee. What should happen there? A penalty to Newcastle and Jack White should get ten in the bin just biting 10, someone a, just ten I wouldn't go any more extreme considering the how bad the bite was if there was blood drawn maybe but like maybe send him off for the game but I wouldn't and do you get reported for that He got reported yeah and suspended I haven't checked up on what his suspension was cuz honestly it's the end of the season and he's not playing again for the rest of the season cuz he was on the team that lost and who really cares Yeah he might miss four games at the start of next year or yeah, something, yeah. but who cares? Fuck him. Um, it should have been... The main thing was it should have been minimum penalty on the day and Ashley Klein couldn't call it. Is he your the corrupt guy? I think he's corrupt in origin, <laughs> and, but it's, just, it's clear now that he's just fucking terrible at his job. And for some reason, it could be that he's been there the longest. He keeps getting all the, be, the big gigs. And everybody's saying it now. It's so clear, and so much has happened. Like, all the experts and all the ex players and all that are all openly saying it now. Like, how the fuck does Ashley Klein keep getting all these big games? There's way better referees in the game than him. And he just constantly keeps fucking up. It's It's so weird. weird. I think he's just a shit ref, man. And for, for whatever, like, time, politics, whatever it is, he's just been allowed, he's just at the top of the food chain.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Did you see the Maynard smother controversy saga? Yeah, I thought that was weird.
0: I thought it was weird that Brayshaw didn't brace for any contact. Yeah. It was almost like he didn't think the guy that had just jumped in front of him was going to come down anywhere near him.
1: I can't believe there were even two sides to the, of, of two camps in that whole thing. I can't believe anyone that watches football could have thought that that was a suspendable offence. I just don't get it, and I think it's such a can of worms. If he gets done for that, so like, he got suspended? No, he didn't get suspended. He mm. got off, but it was this epic three-hour trial, you know. And it was everyone thought it was either going to be zero weeks or, or three weeks. There was no in between. He was never going to get one week. So he was guilty or not guilty. Um, you know, it was whether it was careless and all these things. But Colin, we've got like this physicist to go in there and work out how much. Milliseconds he had to react cause the, Oh
0: my God
1: Because <laughs> the, the argument was that When Maynard was in the air And Brayshaw kicked it That Maynard shouldn't have like Turned his shoulder To protect himself And Collingwood's argument is He, he had literally I don't know They, they told the Millisecond thing um, But I just think it's crazy That we're basing decisions on outcomes So he gets knocked out but like some other guy might not have got knocked out, and it would have just been play on. Mm. But he's got a history of concussion, which is sad and shit, you know. And he got knocked earlier in the game in the head, so his awareness might have been shit as well. And he got he got knocked out a bad one, and it just blew up. Like, is it is it like that in the NRL with the heads at the moment? Yeah, I know well, we've spoken about it before.
0: Kalen Ponga went through that really bad run run of concussions.
1: Yeah, yeah, but are the people that are knocking him out getting him in, tr- in trouble?
0: Nah, not really.
1: Yeah. But he... So what if someone gets knocked out and it's a clean tackle and they hit their head on the ground?
0: Oh, look, man, that's a... We can't really... There's not enough time to get into the amount of fuck-up calls like that that have happened with suspensions and stuff in the NRL this year. It's like one thing will happen that'll be exactly the same as the other, and they'll get completely different ends of the spectrum on suspensions.
1: I, I agree with protect the head, but I think it's crazy that people playing these sports, and they're, they're taking no responsibility for accidents because accidents are going to happen. The main other thing's an accident, like Brazil's kicked it and run into this guy that's trying to smother him that's in the air, you know. Your mate, Cut Kane, actually raised a really good point about marking. Like they're allowed to go for marks and just knee someone in the back of the head trying to mark it. No one, no one batters an eyelid, you know. Mm. Like that's so dangerous, kneeing someone in the back of the head, and it's intentional. You're jumping up, like you know what you're doing, but then you get. You're not trying to knee anyone in the back of the head, though. No, but you're trying to put your knee on someone's shoulders. Like you're, you're launching onto a person. That's Mm. that's like a common thing, you know. People get knocked out with that often. It's been a few this year. Mm,
0: careful though. Hey, I wouldn't be bringing that up if I was Cuck. That's one of the best. That's one of the biggest best spectacles in the game.
1: It is one of the best spectacles in the game. But he's saying, "Where do you draw the, the line? Where do you draw the line, though?" Not there. No, Cuck doesn't want it to be drawn <laughs> at all. He's saying, "How can you say a smother where you turn your body is different than going for a mark?" It's not. Because the outcome, it's still an accident. Yeah, well, it's been, it's, it. everything's okay, though,
0: because it, that's how it's been ruled in the end. The way it should be.
1: Yeah, exactly. So justice was served. Yeah. And justice for the game. Yeah, definitely. Thank God. Yeah. Agreed. Now, I've got a wanker of the week that's come out of this incident.
0: Mm.
1: You heard of Caroline Wilson? No. <laughs> She's like this... Tennis veteran. player? <laughs> she's a veteran swimmer no she's a she's a journalist oh <laughs> she's like the veteran AFL journalist now being, uh, the lack of the lack of accountability for these journalists draws me up the wall we're on a podcast, right?
0: Mm, a successful one.
1: We don't have... So far. We don't really have, like, responsibilities. We, we can say what we want here. Yeah. Caroline Wilson's on TV. She's the chief Herald Sun writer or something. She's, she's in the newspaper. She's on TV. She's everywhere, right? She just says things like, a source close to me has told me this. And she just spits some random... Gossip, that's wrong. So Braden Maynard went to Angus Brayshaw's house with flowers and a bottle of wine or something for his partner. And stories came out that the flowers never made it to the bedroom. They got thrown out because the, they were teammates at the house. They've cracked it at him. You know, they took. there was all this heated exchange and stuff and she started this huge thing. And then Max Gordon was on the radio or he was on a podcast or something today. And he said that he put the flowers in a vase, and the bottle of wine went straight to the cellar. Like so, she's made up this random rumor. Oh my god! Was Max Gorn there? Max Gorn was there.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So stuff like that just grinds my gears. I mean, yeah. I oh my god! It might have been a little bit tense, but to bring up the flowers. I'm sure it wasn't tense. Oh, who knows, man? Who knows?
0: They, aren't they mates? They are mates. I'm sure it was... It sounds like a lovely act, considering what caused the fucking concussion as well. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: for Caroline Wilson to come out and just, like, and just say this shit, it just pisses me off, and she's done it before. She she did a shocker this year about Paddy Cripps, you know, staying in a different hotel to his teammates and staying in some luxe hotel, and, you know, just... Dumb rumors. Oh, I, I remember f- you bringing this one up. Shut yeah. the fuck up! Like you don't need to say that. Why do you need to say that if you don't know? Mm. You know, it's a it's too much of a guess. Oh, I just think that the the media needs those people.
0: Like they they're more likely to keep their job if they do that because they need those people because it creates discussions. Like if everyone was just reporting on the truth, like all the time, it would be more. It'd get boring. They need people like that. That's yeah. why they're there. That's why they hold those positions.
1: Mike, but it's... She said, she said it was... She bagged Maynard's decision to do that as well, which I thought was so fucked. She said it was... I think she might have said it was like distasteful or didn't read the room or something. Something along those lines about taking a bottle of wine and the flowers over. Mm-hmm. Like, How fucking dumb is that? And how negative is that? Like, shut up, Caro. So, anyway, she's my wanker of the week. Yeah. She can have it. Yeah. Do, can she have it?
0: 100%. Have you got one? No, that's, that's, no, I've got nothing to say after that. She's the <laughs> wanker of the week.
1: Yeah, congrats, Caro.
0: Oh, well, that's about it then. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, wrap it up. Yeah. Covered a bit of ground. Yeah, we
1: covered it.